G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Coming up today on The Story. A quick excerpt from a story that happened to Brian when he was overseas. They were driving along the road. There was this massive accident in front of him. Brian saw the accident happen. He grabbed the steering wheel, turned off the side of the road, and his driver turned around and he said, Who is your God? And Brian said, The God of the universe? And he said, I must worship him. You have just saved our life. So, I mean, I could write a book with all the things that have happened to us, but there's amazing opportunities for us to share. The story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, today we're going to hear about someone who has had a huge impact on a number of people's lives in various parts of the world and says, I love to be blessed to be a blessing to others. Her name is Zena Davidson and she is a Christian philanthropist who's helped out a number of ministries over the years along with her husband. She is a past winner of Women in Business's Community Services and Dedication Award in recognition of her outstanding voluntary work and community endeavours. Today, Zena is having a chat and sharing her story with Karen Hunt. I would love to welcome Zena Davidson. Thank you, Karen. It's a joy and a delight to be here this morning. And to see your beautiful glowing face. Zena, I've called you in this morning because I've known you for a long time and I just really felt upon my heart one day Zena would come in and have a conversation with me. So your story, Zena, let's rewind to your early days. Share with us, hey, where did you grow up? Um, I started in the wonderful place in Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. I was born in Barocco and my parents were working over there at the time in the 50s and the 60s. And then as a young girl, uh, my father was uh, commissioned to work on the Tullamarine Project and in Victoria, working for the Commonwealth Department of Works. And uh, we went down to Melbourne and I was there for 30 years. And during that wonderful time in Melbourne, I happened to come to the sunny Gold Coast for a holiday in 1985, the 13th of March, and I came for a to holiday. Exact. Exactly. And I uh, went out for a dance one night and someone asked me to go to church during the week and I went and gave my life to the Lord and my life has been a merry-go-round of extreme, fantastic experiences ever since. Did you have any Christian experience at all during your days in Melbourne, your earlier years? Um, As a little girl, my family went to Barocco Baptist Church. In Mm -hmm. fact, my sisters were the founding members of the Sunday school. And then in Melbourne, as a little girl, I went to Sunday school, but I went on my own. My family didn't actually go, but I loved it. So I went along. And then, of course, as a teenager, I stopped going And I didn't really have much church content unless I went to a wedding or a funeral or whatever, but I didn't actually go as an adult. So it wasn't until I was in my mid-20s and went to this upbeat church where there was a woman leading worship and there were people with amazing band. They had drummers and guitarists and it was exciting. People were up dancing. I thought, woohoo, never experienced church like this before. And And your personality. I mean, you (laughs) yourself are a dancer, you're an actor, you're just a little bit of a personality. Yeah, I enjoyed a bit of a sing-song. <laughs> so 
when you said before, of course, as a teenager, of course, I stopped going. Were yeah. you getting more involved in the cultural arts and aspects of Melbourne life? Or Yes, yes. I learned ballet and learned to sing and learned to dance and lots of different genres like Spanish, tap and jazz. I was part of a theatrical company, an amateur theatrical company for many years in Melbourne and choreographed pantomimes and did shows. I think my concept of growth, my mum was a bit of a suffragette of her time. She insisted us girls all got a career so that we'd be independent and strong. Mm-hmm. And really the the idea, unfortunately, with many Christians, we don't present ourselves as being contemporary and modern. And for me, initially, I nearly didn't give my life to the Lord because I thought, can I still wear lipstick? I mean, yeah. how stupid is that? Wow. Um, am I still allowed to dance? Oh, These things wow. are all running in my head mm. because so often people, there was an old saying, I don't know if it's still current, but you're a bit of a killjoy, whereas... As a Christian, we should be bouncing with joy. We should be exuding the light from our lives, not thinking, oh, how dreary. No, the so, joy of the Lord is I our know. strength. Amen, isn't it ever? freedom yeah, exactly. our love for God. And so that's where it's so important for us, for our own lives, to exude the light. Fortunately, God showed me quite clearly that night that none of that matters. Mm. The fact is that I love you. Mm. And that's what touched my heartstrings and what made me go down the front and give my life to the Lord on that night and... As I said, my life has changed. Five o'clock the next morning, I'm running down on the beach, dancing and singing, choreographing dances, creating songs. And, just a and little I was just bit a, of a creative Yeah, piece. just a bit. And yeah, I zipped back to home a week later and God led me quite profoundly to a church which was growing at the time. And I had my own business at that stage. I was running my own shop called Zena's Place, selling lovely bags and hats and gloves. And I sold it. Six weeks later, after I became a Christian and ended up offering my time at our local church as their administrator and event coordinator. I'm <laughs> so. not surprised. <laughs> One bit. Yeah, so that's my first introduction to fellowshipping and working and living amongst a community of people, of really strong Christian people. And I just grew and grew and grew. So how does Brian, your very special husband, how does Brian fit into this story at this part? Well, we actually first met... Many years ago, as a teenager, I was also a house model and I actually went to a importing company for a position as, in the old days, I used to call them Girl Fridays, and also as a house model. And my husband offered me a seat. He was actually working for the same company. And believe it or not, it was a footwear importing company. And now, many years later, like 36 years later, Brian and I own our own footwear importing company in Australia. So it's amazing how God takes you in full circle. So BDA Footwear, Brian mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Davidson. What's agencies? the A bit? Oh, agencies. agencies yeah. uh-huh. Or you can call us brilliantly designed accessories. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. So you're actually designing and importing mm-hmm. shoes into Australia. Yes. That's what right. are you doing with that? Well, it's almost, to me, it's like our, our search engine of what mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. We are business owners. And we go into countries throughout Southeast Asia as business owners looking to purchase shoes from factories in Southeast Asia with a vision to bring them into Australia to sell to the 700-odd shops and retail outlets that we sell to. So that's our customer base. So we have shops um, not only in Australia but also in Vanuatu, in Fiji, in New Guinea, in the Wallace Isles. And so we bring our shoes from the factories overseas that we've made to Australian conditions, import them into Brisbane, ship them down to our warehouse at Burley Heads on the Gold Coast and then distribute them throughout Southeast Asia. 
not a minor little venture. No, no. It? It's an 800 square metre warehouse with over a million pair of shoes. So it's girls' shoe heaven. Okay. <laughs> as a philanthropist, Sina, and as a director of BDA Footwear, for the past, what, 18 years now, you've just had such a passion to work alongside a number of different charitable organisations, both large and small. Uh, tell us about some of your, your adventures. Well, the fantastic thing with having your own business, we have a lot more freedom, obviously, and Brian has given me the opportunity to be freed up as the philanthropist of BDA, so I do a lot of work from home, and I go to a lot of functions and events, and I, I learn about my community. We find out what are the needs, not just locally, but also nationally and internationally. What are the needs out there that our company can support, whether it's indeed, whether I go and help people, inspire them, help them with their events, or whether we assist them with finances to actually get their projects going or sustain them, or whether we actually give them shoes. For example, with Red Cross, when the tsunami was on, we said, mm. bring your truck, back it up, and you can sell your shoes in the Red Cross shop. Mm. So you'll see our mischief footwear in Red Cross. And the opportunity is varied. Some things we do, no one will ever know because you don't always let your left hand know what your right hand are doing. <laughs> and then some things are very visual, like the Gold Coast Business Women of the Year Award that I won last year for community service and dedication. It, it gave me an avenue to be able to share some of the things that we've been able to do. And in particular, because our company motto is We Sell Souls for Souls, I've been able to share that with people I would never have a chance to talk to normally. And congratulations Thank on that you. win. I mean, yeah. that is an honour in itself. And, you know, there's a number of different verses, a number of different scriptures within the Bible. But the particular one, yeah, this one, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, you're God reigns. That's essentially what you're doing. You've been given a platform yes. to make that announcement. Mm, mm. And we've been able to go into places where some missionaries can't go because we have the mantle of being a business. What I mean by that, we go into factories where they have their edifices out the front showing that they believe in totally different gods. But working with our interpreters, we've been able to take stories and excerpts from the Bible and actually go in and share with the factories mm. about some of the stories of Jesus and also our conversation. If it's mixed with salt and it's mixed with the word of God in your life, the very chance that you're going to stumble out and say something that's just pertinent about God is just in your life. Mm. You know, you're not just talking business. You're talking, mm -hmm. well, this is who's important in my life. A quick excerpt from a story that happened to Brian when he was overseas. They were driving along the road. There was this massive accident in front of him. Brian saw the accident happen. He grabbed the steering wheel turned off the side of the road and his driver turned around and he said, who is your God? And Brian said, the God of the universe? And he said, I must worship him. You have just saved our life. Wow. So, I mean, I could write a book called Souls for Souls, I'm sure, with all the things that have happened to us, but there's amazing opportunities for us to share who is important in our life. You're listening to The Story. Today, Karen Hunter is having a chat with Christian philanthropist Zena Davidson, who has helped out a number of ministries over the years along with her husband. We'll hear more of Zena's story when we return. The Story.
If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. We're continuing with Karen Hunt chatting with Christian philanthropist Zena Davidson about her life journey. Zena is a past winner of Women in Business's Community Services and Dedication Award in recognition of her outstanding voluntary work and community endeavours. Now, here's more of Zena sharing her story and about their family business. Tell our listeners about your family. Okay. Um, our son, Patrick, is Dad's assistant manager. And our daughter, Ali, is also our model and involved in our business. And she's still studying at university at the moment as well. Um, ever since the kids were really little, obviously, we ran our business initially in our house when we first moved to the Gold Coast in 95. And, of course, it's grown massively. So our kids have already had the experience of knowing what it means to run a business. They can use that experience anywhere. But we also take them overseas with us. So they've seen what the factories are like. They've worked with other people from different cultures. And it's actually opened their eyes because they can appreciate how much and how wonderful Australia is. You bet. You bet. Mm. Now, you mentioned before about your Business Woman of the Year award that was given for community action, was it? Community services and dedication. Services and dedication. Mm. Mm. Give us an idea of the types of community involvement. I mean, it's broad. Yes. (laughs) Can you give a synopsis? Yeah. Well, actually, it was rather funny when I had to write 150 words of what we've done. What I've done. enough, I'm sure. (laughs) It's sort of hard to squish in about three decades of what we've done together as a husband and wife and also prior to that as a single person what my involvement has been within the community. Some of the things are, as I said, national and international like we assist uh, SIDS and Kids, we've assisted a Leukaemia Foundation, we've assisted many schools and sports organisations and churches, we've done everything from buying a bus for the church, from buying a piano that's needed, um, for assisting people personally if we find out through the churches and the schools where there's a need, someone might need something done and they just don't have the money. So we'll, you know, assist them that way financially. Um, on a larger scale with the effective aid over in Thailand, working with the Thai Burma people on the border in the refugee camps, working in orphanages. Um, we've assisted being able to help the Sudan orphanage. We've assisted with a medical centre in Africa and an orphanage in India. There's so many different things. Um, there's quite a collection. I don't think we have enough time to say what they will work. But currently right now, what are some mm-hmm. key things you're involved with as we speak? Mm. Some business things that we're currently working on. We've just launched our little mischief footwear range for mm-hmm. kitties. So on a business level, we've created a new label and also another label called Be Lively for the young up-and-coming girls. 2008, we opened the Mischief Footwear Factory Outlet. So it's a little outlet at Burley Heads where you can buy any shoes you like at cost price. And the option there is that all that money is then given to charity. So we raised over $35,000 last year just with that alone. 100% when you say yes, all? Yes, everything. Yep, it's just our giving shop. How generous. So you come in, you spend $40 on a pair of shoes, you know that $40 will bless someone else. Wow. So whether it's, as I said, local, national or international, or if you say, listen, I'd rather put it towards leukaemia or Red Cross or Anti-Cancer Council. You can specify. Yes, if you want to, you're very welcome to. 
And I love your catalogue. Yes. I mean, the diversity yes, of I what know. you offer. So it many is shoes. girl heaven. Yes, not very just much. Shoe heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everything from comfort shoes to high heels to bridal shoes to cute little shoes for kitties to Ugg boots. My husband is the primary designer and he learned his industry years ago in England uh-huh. and uh, I think I'm his muse, I'm his inspiration. His muse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, we go overseas, we see styles, we look at fashion, but we create fashion for Australia. So we start from size 5 up to 15 because wow. we help our families who foot. have rather large feet, mm-hmm. and which is fantastic. We had a letter from a lady over in Fiji saying, I've always worn men's sandals. I'm delighted Aww. that I can now buy mischief footwear Aww. up to size 15 and I've bought a dozen pair of shoes and I look beautiful and all the bling. Mm-hmm. So it, it's lovely when you hear that sort of story. So it's predominantly women's footwear. Oh, yes. Women buy 16 pairs to a man's one. Of, of course. <laughs> but if you don't have lots of shoes in your wardrobe, you're also a woman who's buying for your children, you're buying for your husband. Yes. So not all of us have 30-odd pairs of shoes. No, <laughs> I'm not one of those. <laughs> so, Zena, I know you're a woman after God's own heart. I know you love to doodle little drawings. I know you love to write. You are a journal writer. How long have you been doing that for? Ever since I was a baby Christian, wow. actually. I yeah. remember somebody saying to me years ago, oh, you're just in the honeymoon stage of being a Christian and I said to him I hope I never forget that Mm. I always want to be in the honeymoon stage sure Mm. you don't want to be on milk you want to be able to eat meat as it says in scriptures but I I always wanted to thank God for what was happening in my life I wanted to ask him my questions you know prayers put prayers down on paper and get ideas of what I should be doing and so I've journaled for ages I always take a notebook with me a bit old-fashioned but I do no I'm the same church I still like a notebook (laughs) maybe it's an age thing (laughs) I do these notes on my iPhone a little more these days but but there's uh... nothing like pen and paper (laughs) and for it to zip back up on your face and go oh yeah I remember that Mm -hmm. and so in my life I've prayed and said to God do you think I should have a baby now? And is it appropriate for me to do this job? And do you want me to do this, God? And thank you very much for that, God, and all sorts of things. And so one day I'd been offered these two opportunities to do um, the Gold Coast Business Year Award and also the Gold Coast Women in Business. And so I'd been praying about it and then I was at worship and all of a sudden I sensed God say to me, stop thinking about your inadequacies and go with my cloak of righteousness. I will fill in the gaps for you. Just trust me. Your heart is for my people and I will enable you to speak my truth at the appointed time. Pick up my staff and I will part the seas before you. Your feet will be shod with the gospel of peace Mm. and my light will shine out from your life. So I felt so encouraged by that. I thought, here am I dwelling on, should I, shan't I, will I, won't I, oh, not not good enough. Mm. And then God said, do it. So I threw my hat in the ring and wrote up all the various things that presented it. And then I got on stage and went, ah, as you do when you're told that you've won. (laughs) Mm, That's very exciting. There's another one that comes to my mind too, Deuteronomy 11. I think it's like 20, 24, somewhere around there. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, for me, one of my favourites is actually Joshua 1.9. So if people feel that they need to be encouraged, whip through to the Bible, go to that passage. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And you are speaking to women in every corner of our nation right now. Encourage that woman who right now needs to hear, look, 
I'm special. Mm, God indeed. does have a purpose and yes, a plan for amen. me. Amen. Yep, yep. Be encouraged. Be encouraged, girl. You go, girl. Whether you choose to stay at home and be a home mum, whether you choose to have a career and you need to pop your kids into care, whatever you're doing, whether you're at home looking after your man, whether you're out looking with your kids, whether you're doing something for community, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you have kids, whether you don't have kids, whatever. Whatever your station or your season in life is with the Lord, do it joyfully, do it with vigour, do it with pride with humility, have the abundance of God's joy right inside you as you do it. Thanks, you know, know that you're special. You're Amen. made for a purpose. Amen. For such a time as this. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> anything that you put your hand to, anything that you put your heart to or your purse to, you are constantly, generously blessing above and beyond as you feel God leads you to. Thank you so much for all that you have done and for all that you're still yet to do. Thank you so much, Karen. I love to be blessed, to be a blessing. Doing great things for God. And uh, I think to end with another scripture, Ephesians 6.15, it says, For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. God bless. Take care. And let's see where God's going to take you guys. Thank you for this opportunity. It has been an honour. That was Karen Hunt chatting with Christian philanthropist Zena Davidson, who's helped out a number of ministries over the years, along with her husband. Karen says that since this interview was recorded several years ago, Zena and her husband have sold their family business and have retired. However, they are still very much engaged in their community and in their local church and still have a heart for helping others. As Zena shared, a verse that has been very instrumental in her life has been Joshua chapter 1, verse 9 where the Lord says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. It's very comforting and encouraging words for all of us. Well, thanks for joining us for Zena's story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. God was at the centre of everything we did. Everything we did. All our family decisions. I remember at a very young age being desperately wanting to be baptised and no, no, not just yet, not just yet, you know, we need to, a little bit longer, a little bit longer and I think, I think they gave in when I was 13. Bronnie Massafau is an author and speaker who knew from a very young age that she wanted to be an interior designer. She says she loves the challenge of making a bedroom restful and peaceful or bringing warmth and love into a lounge room. We'll hear about Bronnie's passion for being creative next time. The story. the story. Just another way vision is helping you look to God daily.